You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Rua Space Podcast with Phil and Aaron, and we're so glad to have you here with us on our podcast, where we look to explore how we can make space for the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. And of course, making space for the Spirit is significant because it's through the Holy Spirit that we are able to be transformed and changed and grow. And so many of the things we think about this time of year when we've set goals and we're trying to achieve them. And it's really the Holy Spirit that's going to make significant, lasting difference. So we are in the midst of our How to Study the Bible Bible study titled... Engaging Scripture. Yes. So Did you forget it? Or I did, did you forget just it. Want me to say it? <laughs> I thought it would be really snazzy if you Ooh, cut no, it, that's right? That's great. Well, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll take it for both ways. I right? need to just write it on my forehead or something because I forget great. every week. But... um. So we're, we're, we're learning how to study scripture. And really this, this idea is rooted in the significance of knowing how to interpret the Bible, how to bring the Bible to life when we are reading it. Unfortunately, this knowledge is not easy to come by. So Phil has got some really cool things for us today that he has learned that make a huge impact on reading scripture, but are easy to do for you and I. Yeah, because, I mean, as we were talking about the Holy Spirit, this is God's revelation, right? And as we study it, there's so much depth and so many angles to see it from. And so we are looking a lot at words lately. So we talked about chiasm. Oh, and... I was going to introduce it. I forgot to say words. Yes. Yes. So words. <laughs> and, and so today we kind of want to continue to say looking at sort of the structure of things. Because, again, for the original audience, a lot of times they didn't have like a written book, like Today, you know, you walk into a church and there's often Bibles all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. All over chairs. But back then, it was often read to people. So the authors had to put in some things to help draw your attention, to, to make you remember certain things over other things. And so these are some things we want to look at that we miss as people who have a physical text that we may not miss if we were listening to it. That makes sense, actually, because I imagine if you were sitting and listening to somebody, for example, read one of Paul's letters, you might not ever read it again or come to it again. So you're going to take it in and you're going to try to remember. So one of the ways authors would do this was through a technique called repetition, which is exactly what you would think it is they would literally repeat a keyword that they wanted you to key into and latch onto and remember over and over and over again so classic example really easy to find is to go to the first book of the bible genesis go to the first chapter of that first book which is chapter one and as it describes god creating it constantly uses the word good yeah god saw that it was good god saw that it was good seven times yes for literally everything everything that gets created god saw that it was good and that is that repetition coming through so by the time you finished sitting in service and hearing this passage read to you you're going to walk out feeling like you remember god saw that it was good you might not remember the order of events of creation you might not remember the details of creation but you are going to remember that God saw it was good. And that's important for us as readers today because 
that keys us into what was one of the main things the author wanted us to know, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we have all these debates about science today, right? Oh, is the universe this old or that old? The whole time, missing the point that the point of this is that it was good. God saw that it was good. Yeah, and so this repetition keys us in. So I, I kind of want to make fun of you a little bit for oh a minute. Gosh. So, so, so I, I first learned about this when we were dating, and a, a you know popular song. You know, we're '90s kids, right? So a popular song from the '90s or something would come on. You know, like. Um, uh, who let the dogs out or I'm blue, you know, one of these songs that had a really catchy beat. And I do the same thing. So I'm making fun of you by myself too. <laughs> and you sing the chorus and then you get to the other parts of the song and you kind of, you just kind of start mumbling the other lyrics. Oh no, right? I don't mumble. I just you make up. you know, Here's what you do. You make up your own lyrics. I do. So there's Guys, these, it's I true. remember these times when we're dating and you'd be singing. I'm like, that is not the lyrics at all. It is not what it is. But... <laughs> What did you memorize? The chorus. And why? Because you hear it so often. Exactly. So songs repeat for us the thing they want us to remember. This isn't to say the other stuff's not important. It is, but it fits into whatever the chorus is. Mm -hmm. You don't make the chorus of the song the side point. Yes. The chorus of the song is what you want people to remember that everything else circles around. Right. And so the Bible is the same way. And so this is one of the Although, easiest things we can do. Disclaimer. Unlike my singing in the Bible, don't make up the stuff in between the <laughs> yeah, chorus. Don't remember that Genesis one says it's good. Uh, well, now everyone's you know. So, but something similar secrets. like this happens in John when Jesus repeats "I am." He has these mm. "I am" statements mm -hmm. seven times in the Gospel of Matthew. There's this phrase about my Father in heaven or my Father who is in heaven repeated seven times, which we're going to talk I'm about. Starting the to think about the number seven the number being seven. something repeated for exactly. us. Exactly, <laughs> and we'll talk about this in another episode. Yes, we're doing a numerology and stuff. Yes. Yeah, numerology exactly. But so when you see something repeated as you're reading, pay attention. Is there a phrase that's coming up over and over? Is there a word that's coming up over mm -hmm. and over? Because that'll often key you in to say, this is important. I should pay attention. And I should see if I'm having trouble understanding the other parts, how can I sort of use context clues of, well, what is the word that's repeated? Maybe that word can help me understand this part. Right. Okay. I would like to do a, a brief tangent on like Bible writing 101. So for the listeners, just in case you've missed this, because I think this is important, the Bible was not originally written in English. First of all, the Bible was usually orally passed on, like like Phil said. I know, I'm. it's earth-shattering news right now. So the Bible was originally passed on orally. When it was finally recorded, it was recorded in Hebrew. That was the Old Testament. Amen. And then originally it was recorded. I thought it was always originally recorded in Hebrew. And then... Well, that's why I said Old Testament was Hebrew. Oh, oh, oh yes, right. Right? Yes. Okay, I was getting a little confused. And then translated into <laughs> I was about Greek, to say, yes. guys, my mind was about to be blown. Yes. Okay, so Sorry. I was on track. No, so Old Testament. I wasn't, I wasn't listening well. Because there was a break between the old and the new where people transferred over and people started to speak Greek. People are learning all kinds Greek. of stuff now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so anyway. So Old Testament recorded in Hebrew. New Testament recorded in Greek because in the break between Old and New Testament, things had changed. And so now people are speaking Greek in the region. And or Aramaic or other things, but the writers Koine Greek was pretty common. Yes. Okay. So then what happens is because we, um, we live in 
in uh, America. So in America, we tend to not be fluent in Hebrew or Greek as a population. So the writer, the Bible scholars decided they would translate the Hebrew and the Greek into English for our benefit so we can read scripture. So we are getting our scripture translated through one language, if not a couple. Sometimes translators go through the Latin phase that came and anyway. I digress. My point being, one of the things that I love about repetition is even though we're reading in the English, which is not the original language, you can still see this happening. So like I think the Beatitudes, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are. Our translators for many times made sure to do this. So this is something that you can do anytime you're reading through a story in scripture, anytime you're doing a Bible reading plan, sitting in church, listening to a service, if you notice repetition, that's a really good way to do it. If you wanna go deeper, one thing that I would recommend that I personally have liked is if it's free, but if you go to biblegateway.com, you can search in and it'll link through words in case you wanna go a little deeper to like what was originally in the Hebrew, like, oh, this word was originally this in Hebrew, where else was that used? Yeah, So because they're if, sometimes translated in different ways even though the original language word is the same. Exactly, so um, if you wanna keep it basic, look for it in English, it totally works. If you wanna take a step lower, uh, use the biblegateway.com or a different program, but that's what I like, it's free. Logos is good. Logos is awesome, it's not typically free. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can go even further remembering to go back to those original languages if you so desire. So anyway. So kind of along the same lines as repetition then, sometimes the repetition doesn't happen really close together. Okay. So like in Genesis, for example, every few passages, it says good. Right. But sometimes it's a word or a phrase that is what we call an inclusio or a bracket or an envelope. Mm -hmm. And that word or phrase can be separated to the beginning and the end of the book or the beginning and the end of a chapter really kind of spread apart. And it works sort of in the same way as repetition that when the author's saying good, good, good over and over, he wants you to understand that everything was made good and all the stuff in between those words is meant to be understood in light of it being good. Mm -hmm. Well, when a word or phrase is repeated at the beginning and at the end of something, everything in between is meant to be understood in light of that beginning and the end. It forms that envelope that inclusio includes everything in between. Okay. And so a really amazing example of this is from the book of Revelation. And in chapter one, verse eight, you see God, you see this message of, here, I'll just go ahead and read it. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And then in Revelation chapter 22, at the end of the book, you see the same word, the same phrase repeated of God being the Alpha and the Omega. Mm. And the same thing happens in Revelation 1.17. It says, um, do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. Well, that same passage in Revelation 22 at the end of the book that says Alpha and Omega has first and last. So the author mm. of Revelation, right in chapter 1, says God be is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, first and last, right? That kind of stuff. And then at the end of the book, or actually the Revelation is a letter, repeats the same thing. Wanting us to understand that everything else that happens in the book of Revelation, don't forget that God, and Alpha and Omega, of course, being the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet, right? So mm -hmm. kind of the same idea put in different ways, that don't forget God is the beginning and the end. And that 
we're supposed to see everything else in light of it. So it's sort of like a play on repetition, but spread apart. That's so cool. Now, that example was the start and end of a letter. There's another example in Matthew, actually the Beatitudes, where I was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where I was referencing earlier for repetition. but um, And there's an inclusio in the Beatitudes. So Jesus' first Beatitude is, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then in verse 10, that Beatitude says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom in heaven. So that would be another example of that envelope structure, that inclusio, where you have the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, and then there's all these blessings coming in between, all of these different um, beatitudes, really, the blessings that are going to be seen in light of inheriting the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, sort of the idea being this is all about God's kingdom, which Mm -hmm. is actually the point of the Sermon on the Mount in general, about the future and the present kingdom that we get to live into, sort of saying when you have a life like this, you are experiencing something of the kingdom of heaven. And so that repetition helps sort of enclose everything. Cool. And again, that's another one that you can do reading through the translations. In English translations, oftentimes it's something you can discover and find on your own. You do not need big seminary textbooks. You do not need specialized guidebooks showing you where these happen. This is a structure that you can see as you're doing observations of the word of God in your reading every day. And and as we talked about chiasm in a previous episode, repetition, inclusio, is m- even more common. I mean, this is everywhere mm-hmm. throughout scripture. So brothers and sisters, we invite you as you are reading the text of the Bible or hearing it as the original audience uh, likely did, we invite you to pay attention to the words. What words stand out? What words repeat? And then how can you greater understand what God is revealing to you through that living word that still speaks today in light of that repetition? Brothers and sisters, grace and peace be with you. If you've been enjoying our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it if you would leave us a review on the Apple iTunes podcast. That helps us be found by other people and we would greatly appreciate it. Grace and peace.